welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. In today's program, we will have a report from the Global Day of Protest Against the War on Iran held on 25th January this year. Later on, you will hear a report on Bolivia from a CRCD member, Alexei Goncharuk. The No War on Iran rally was organised by the Independent and Peaceful Australian Network nationwide. There were rallies throughout the world on the 25th, protesting against the assassination of General Soleimani, the US occupation of Iraq, the escalation of tensions in the Middle East, and possibly a new US war. The rally took place the day after one million people in Baghdad protested against US occupation. The rally in Melbourne was attended by various groups such as CICD, Melbourne Unitarian Church, members of IPAN, Wikileaks, the Medical Association for the Prevention of War, the Australian Communist Party, the James Connolly Association Australia, Union Members, Spirit of Eureka and others. Some of the speakers' highlights at the rally were the $200 billion spent by the Australian government on US wars and how Australia is simply a captive in US imperialism. The motivations behind the war, such as the upcoming US election, how the US only perceive two options in the nuclear deal with Iran, either Iran must disarm their nuclear weapons or war. It was pointed out that Trump chose to withdraw from the deal, increasing occupation in the Middle East and assassinating General Soleimani, all of which lead to war. War is seen as an epidemic on the people and that Australia should follow independent foreign policy rather than US foreign policy. It was pointed out that how at the root of the imperial wars in the Middle East is oil and statistics show how oil companies' shares have increased since General Soleimani's assassination. It was raised that the US and its allies are able to get away with this by vilifying the victims of war and dividing workers based on race. It was also mentioned that white workers have more in common with Iranian people than with white capitalists and so we should be fighting in class war, not imperialist wars. Another speaker was Jacob Gretsch from Wikileaks. He started his speech by discussing how the doomsday clock hand has been moved to 100 seconds from midnight by the atomic scientists, the closest it has ever been. He said part of the reason for this was the $1 trillion spent by the US to update their nuclear arsenal. Jacob said he believed, however, that we are already experiencing nuclear wars 
through the threat of nuclear weapons that give the U.S. influence over other states and Western imperialism's dominance over people of colour internationally and Indigenous people here in Australia. He spoke about the need of an independent press since disinformation spread by mainstream media is paralysing the society. Jacob ended his speech by talking about his hometown, Cabargo, being burnt to a crisp by the bushfires and how the government can use technology to locate a mobile phone on the other side of the world but can't locate the fire front or fire trucks when trying to fight the bushfires. My contribution at the rally in Melbourne started by saying that it was an extension of the rally in Baghdad which called for the US to get out of the Middle East and that our troops needed to be brought home. I mentioned how we need to be spending war money on putting out the bushfires and on much-needed social services. I mentioned my experience with the war on Iran and Iraq that began in 1980 and lasted for eight years that displaced many people who lived through this U.S.-imposed war. I also spoke of the assassination of General Soleimani, who was invited by Iraq to attend peace talks as Saudi Arabia was seeking to resolve tension with Iran because the Saudi Arabian government knows that as a U.S. ally, Iran might target their country if the U.S. attacks Iran. U.S. aggression against Iran threatens to begin yet another disastrous, bloody war. The people of the world must fight back and demand no war on Iran. I also mentioned that information has come to light that indicates uh, the U.S. not just killed General Soleimani, but also organized the protests in Iraq that has killed over 300 Iraqi protests in late 2019. The backstory behind the killing of General Soleimani is rooted in the mysterious murders that pushed Iraqi Prime Minister Abdul Mehdi to resign on November 2019. General Soleimani's murder at the hands of Pompeo, Trump and others was much more than the simple ignorance most assume. Abdul Mehdi had been in office a year and had been, for the first time, addressing Iraq's massive corruption and widespread problem with any nation that has the misfortune of being occupied by the United States. Prime Minister Abdul Mehdi spoke angrily about how the American had ruined the country and now refused to complete infrastructure and electricity grid projects unless they were promised 50% of oil revenues, which Abdul Mehdi refused. The Prime Minister Mehdi had reached an agreement with China to complete its infrastructure, also signed Memoranda of Understanding, a Framework Credit Agreement, and the announcement of plans for Iraq to join China's Belt and Road Initiative, which angered President Trump. Let's get together. We need big changes. We need to stop U.S. aggression, its wars, and we need to act now 
Australia should be independent and stay out of US wars. Here is Alexei. Hello, my name is Alexei, and I'll be presenting a report on Bolivia two months after the coup. On November the 3rd, a coup took place in Bolivia, ousting indigenous President Evo Morales, led by the right-wing forces such as Carlos Mesa, Janine Inez, Rio DUP, and with OAS having a big part to play in it. This was due to Morales' plan to nationalise the resources of Bolivia and put them to use in favour of the people, which went against the business interests of those interested in Bolivia's lithium reserves. Sections of the military and police betrayed the movement towards socialism, mass, government, to join forces with Mesa. Large-scale unrest ensued, including the arson of mass-aligned homes, murder of dissenters, Morales accepted political asylum in Mexico and fled the country under threat. There is little media coverage in the current situation and much distortion. Mesa's government, headed by Janine Inez, is preparing to sell off state assets to private ownership. One such case is Entel, Bolivia State Telco. There's also been a seeing of the expelling of a Mexican diplomat from Bolivia and two Spanish diplomats, and even reports of the embassies of the two respective countries being attacked, after both countries granted political asylum to Morales and a number of his allies. Meanwhile, on the other side of the struggle, the working class and indigenous peoples of Bolivia have managed to secure themselves in the Chapare region of Bolivia. The people of the Chapare region have evicted the police from the region, due to reasons of concern for corruption such as forces removing the indigenous flag from their uniforms and declaring support for the right-wing interim government, and reasons of the massacre such as the Papa massacre that occurred, and have been preparing themselves for any conflict that the right-wing interim government will attempt to carry out in this region. Another region, as of recent, has been able to expel the Bolivian military from the region after days of harassment, known as Plan 3000, which is the largest working-class area in the city of Santa Cruz. This area is also the heartland for the mass party, with a number of residents being internal migrants from the indigenous Andean areas. Unions and indigenous groups of the Chaparro region have also been making progress on organizing. One such act is signing a Pact of Reconciliation 
between the many indigenous groups that exist in the region with the goal to confront the violation of our rights by the neoliberals, meaning that the resistance movement is slowly overcoming divisions that exist and must do so in order to survive. The Movement Towards Socialism Party has been holding congresses and meetings, electing representatives as well as candidates for the upcoming elections, which have been announced for the 3rd of May. It has also been announced that on the 22nd of January, a mass mobilization of the mass movement will occur to protest the right-wing interim government and for the removal of interim president Agnès. In response to this, Military and right-wing groups have been deployed to the city of La Paz to serve as a counter to the protests on the 22nd of January. Which brings us to the next interesting development, in which the right-wing interim government has not outlawed mass, but in fact has ruled that mass is officially allowed to run in any upcoming elections. This shows that mass still holds a significant amount of influence and support amongst the masses. In conclusion, these developments have shown that there is still support of Morales in Bolivia and that the people are rejecting and resisting the right-wing interim government and its neoliberal policies that have taken over the country and harassed and murdered many journalists and dissenters. And to protect the progress of Morales' economic reforms, such as universal health care, industrialization of natural resources that has brought prosperity to Bolivia for 14 years from being undone. Solidarity with the Bolivian working class and indigenous peoples. Thank you for listening to Alternative News brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. Our email address is peacecentre at cicd.org.au. I'm Romina Betson. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.